Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. Today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being a modern heathen. You know, today we live in a society where, you know, if we put our heathen markings out there or put our heathen or a satru uh, memes out there, a lot of people they are getting put in you know, like Facebook jail and things like that. And it's just misconceptions of what we are. Nine times out of ten, people think that we're uh, these people that dance naked around a fire praising a, you know, statue of Baphomet when we tell them that we're heathens. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not us. That's not what we do. That's not the style of worship that we have. So today I want to delve in a little bit to what we need to do as modern heathens to create that air around us that gets us more accepted, more in the norm, more of what we need to do to become more common, if you will. We all have our little um, pieces. We all live our different places. And in all honesty, each of those has an impact on what we do. But today we're going to go over a few things that we can do as heathens to really begin to put ourselves out there, not in the sense of where we're attacked, but where we begin to look good as heathens, where we start to be seen by the regular people as just people who wish to worship, not unlike the Hindus, not unlike the Muslims, not unlike the Christians, and not unlike the Jewish people around us, even the Pharisee and those people. So we want to go ahead and do what we can to bring a satru forward in the modern age, um, be able to worship the way we wish to worship, let other wor others worship the way they want to worship, and in doing so, we make a more rounded community where everybody is welcome and everybody's happy. Now, when I say that, I do understand there's some places that will still not accept us. And I, I get that. I mean, I understand that. But if we keep trying and we keep doing the things we do, we'll become more and more of the norm. I mean, in the 70s and the 60s, did anybody ever think marijuana would really be legal? You know, and the war on, on drugs in the 80s made it even less and less of a nomenclature. So... Today, we have Colorado and a bunch of states are falling into place. We're legalizing it. It's just how people view the thing that makes it weird, strange, unknown, uncommon. Any of those words you want to use makes it something they don't want to deal with. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, there is quite a few people from the heathen community, closet heathens and real heathens out there that it's time that we begin to make the stand and begin to bring ourselves forward as a viable choice in religion for people. I mean, it's a really hard road and it's a really tough road. So today we're going to go over those things and um, hopefully we can go ahead and um, tell you what you got to do or hopefully give you some inspiration to do things or things of that nature. So We'll get on with it, and first commercial break's coming up, and when I come back, I'll be more than happy to talk to it with you guys. Um, stay tuned, and we'll go over a lot of things. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Skull, thanks for being here. Hail for you being here, and I'll see you in a few seconds, guys. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. 
Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse, and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night, and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Okay, guys, I'm back, and I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in today. I want to say hail to you for taking the time to go ahead and listen to my podcast. Uh, I want to say skull if you have your horns with you. Um, today's a great day. Um, actually, this was pre-recorded before, and unfortunately, I erased it. So it was made on uh, Freya's Day, and I have to go back now on Saturday and redo it. So I apologize for that, but we'll get through it either way. So let's talk a little bit about what it is to be a modern heathen. Um, we live in a society today that, you know, is Christian-founded. And when I say that, I mean not necessarily founded by Christians, because I know there's a big argument on whether or not the Founding Fathers were truly Christian or not. They did give a freedom of religion, and I, I do understand that. But for the most part, we are a nation under God. And with that said, the majority of the people in the world today are of the view of Christianity is the way to be. And we are a majority Christian society. And, you know, with that said, these are the people that go ahead and make most of the decisions. And people look upon you favorably if you're a Christian and um, not if you're not. I don't mean to say it that way, but that's just the way it is today. Um, I do see attitudes changing. You know, we're in 2000. 19 here and attitudes are changing quite a bit and um, people are building better and better relationships with people that are non-Christian. And I think that has to do with our young people today um, being such part of the, you know, modern age where everything is social media and everything is um, on their phones and electronic. I mean, they don't hold any brand loyalty to anything. The next coolest thing is the thing they want to be part of. And I understand that. So with that said, let's delve into being a modern heathen and what it's like. Okay. So first of all, if we want to be modern heathens and we want to be out there, we're going to have to start showing a sense of true community. 
Now, when I say community is we have to understand our community that we're in and we have to be part of that community and be centralized to that community. In those words, first thing we have to understand, I mean, is we have to organize. And in organization, I mean, we have to have the paperwork set up, the bylaws set up, and jump through the hoops for the people that are here today that want to see us as a viable religion. Now, a lot of them don't, but what happens is in the society we live in, if you don't have a formation, usually to be a church, you have to have a building, you have to have a congregation, you have to have a body of followers, you have to have this, you have to have that, you have to have bylaws, and you have to have a board. That all means organization, and without that today, you are not considered a religious organization. And I mean, that's just the bottom line for it. So we have to begin to understand within our community how we have to follow those guidelines. I'm not saying follow to the nth degree. I'm saying fill out the paperwork, make the bylaws, and then be heathen, be a satru, be what you want to be, but be it modernly. The second part of that is within the community itself. We have to start doing things for our community that gets our name out there, like picking up trash on a highway, cleaning up cemeteries, volunteering at the soup kitchens, volunteering at the food bank, starting our own food bank, getting involved in Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous and Overeaters Anonymous and things of that nature. Um, we have to start showing that we truly are part of our community and not just hidden in the shadows. You know, today people think we are people that practice our religion in the dark, in the shadows, at night with bonfires, doing it behind closed doors that people don't get to see us. So with that said, that community aspect is so important that we get out there, get seen, get known. Now, there are some people that are I call closet heathens and for good reason. I mean, there's places here in the U.S. and all over that are not good to say that you're heathen and I understand that, but if you get a big enough amount of followers and you begin doing this and you become more and more known, I mean, I live in the Bible Belt, guys, and I run a kindred here and you know, we get along just fine. We don't cause problems. We don't do this. We don't do that. We don't do the other thing that could be looked at as bad. We gather, have a good time, have our rituals, you know, eat food, hang out together, laugh, joke, you know, whatever, and go from there. So we need to understand that we have to start actually forming, making kindreds and building and becoming a little more community oriented. The next aspect I'd like to hit on is education. Education is so important, especially in our heathen faith, because we have so many different avenues to follow with heathenry, it's really hard. You know, the old standing joke is if you ask the question of five heathens, how many answers would you get? You know, well, you could get 10 answers. You know, if you ask five heathens, one question, you know, the famous where do we go when we die has so many different answers. It's incredible. But the true answer to that is in studying and understanding that how that works, that death in our religion is different than death in other religions. So our path is set. We need to understand that not all guys go to Valhalla, period. You know, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the absolute truth. So 
we need to understand. And we need to understand that people that see go to a different place than people on the battlefield and people that die of old age and people that die in the hospital. We all have different places that we're going in. This is where education comes in. So delve into those books, delve into the edits, delve into the um, sagas, delve into knowing your religion specifically, because then when people come and ask you questions, you have direct poignant answers that are true that you can answer for. Take a Gothi program, take a really good Gothi program and see if it's for you. I mean, just learn the religion. You don't have to become the Gothi if you don't want to, but it'll get you into and begin learning the religion so that when people ask you questions and bring those questions before you, you're knowledgeable, you're able to answer them, and you're able to go ahead and get the right answers for them. Not that you're just getting an answer from somebody else and reiterating that wrong answer or whatever. Um, the other thing about that is, you know, your answers are your answers. Sometimes, sometimes the gods have answers for you or the ancestors have answers for you that are not for everybody else. Um, you have to understand that this is a personal walk. This is a walk where we venerate our ancestors and venerate our gods specifically you know, and they give us answers. We have a really personal relationship with our ancestors and gods within this path to the point that our answers are our answers and answers for other people may not fit them. You know, answers for us may not fit other people and vice versa. And this is not anything bad. This just shows a more personal atmosphere but education is the key to people understanding you if you don't understand what you are how are other people supposed to understand what you are that's the way i'll put it um so one of the first things i learned about asatru was that it was a religion of study it was a religion of learning and every single day i learned something new within asatru um, or in heathenry, or in, you know, how to act toward other people and things of that nature. So education is really important along with that community. These two are the basic foundations of what we need to do as modern heathens to get out there. Um, there's one, two, three, four, five more that I want to go ahead and go through. Um, so I'm going to take a break here for a moment, get something to drink, um, I have some ads coming up for some heathen um, places and some heathen artisans that are really good. Um, if you get a chance, check them out. They help my page run. So give me a few moments and I'll be back, guys. Thanks. Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satru Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satru Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal. The reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. 
They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith. They gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Asatru Foundation. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back. I want to thank you for the time you took to listen to those ads for um, some place that's heathen. I want to get a few more of those so you guys have some options of places to visit and go see. I'm going to really hone in on the heathen workmen and the people that do things in heathenry. Anyway, let's delve back in. So the next part that we need to look at as modern heathens is family. Now, this may not be something that you can control, I understand that, but listen to what I'm going to say here. We live in a society where the father has disappeared from the family. Most families today that we see are either single moms or moms of multiple children, and family is really important to uh, push forward modern heathenry. We are a religion that venerates our ancestors and looks at our ancestors and looks to our ancestors for answers. In that, the family unit is really important. Now, I'm not saying women can't have children and be alone. I'm not saying that at all. But I think that we should focus on a family and show the world how and what family means to us. We are a people of kindred. That's where the word kin comes from. You know, you when people say, oh, you're my kin, it's from kindred. And we have to look at that as an aspect of our religion in the sense that people are watching us, you know, if we have really family oriented atmospheres, more people are going to go ahead and come to our things, especially families. They want to gravitate toward, I don't want to say wholesome, but you know what I'm saying? Fun things that are not going to get them in trouble that they can enjoy and become part of and feel like their children are part of it. And then, and it's a whole family atmosphere. The other thing we have to begin doing and understanding is that Asatru and heathenry begins in the home. Yes, we get together, we have our um, bloats and stuff certain times of the year, but for the most part, we should be doing home bloats and bloats that involve our children. We should be reading the stories. I'm going to recommend, now I am playing every Tuesday, Padraig Colum's, um Children of Odin. That's a really good book to get into with your kids to begin telling the stories of our heathen ancestors and 
the gods in general and the deeds of the gods and so on and so forth. That's a good one. Um, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology is really good. And there's so many, so many, so many more. Um, but they're all out there. I mean, take the time and do story time with your kids, with the heathen stories and stuff, and really show out as a family. Show out how, even if you are a single mom, show out how we as heathens are tied together and how important family is to us and it'll become important to other families. We um, we want to get those families into our kindreds because that's when our kindreds grow. I mean, if we look at our ancestors, they were living in large, long buildings with multiple families in there. And this is how they lived because family was that important. A lot of families would break off and leave and go different places and form whole communities based on that one family. That's what we need to get back to. Um, if society sees us doing that, they're going to think, wow, these guys are kind of wholesome. They're, they're pretty cool. You know what I mean? And we're not doing bad things with our children. We're not, you know, having them getting into trouble. We're not, you know, telling them to hate people. We're teaching, you know, the aspect of love and unity and community and education. I don't know anybody who can fight against those things. So, Definitely, definitely, definitely. If we can show out family and the importance of family, fill your house with pictures of your ancestors, have books with your ancestors, do family trees together, because looking in our ancestors gives us the answers for the future. They all have already been through what we've been through. I'll give you a case in point is my great-grandfather, Oliver Peter Wagner. He grew up on a farm and left the farm when he was a young man to become a baker's apprentice. He learned how to become a baker, and then later in life, when that didn't pan out, he went on to become a reporter for the local newspaper. And you might just say, oh, that's, that's okay, whatever. But in the time he lived, farming was dying out, and he needed to do something else. So what he did was he took those skills he had in the field, knowing that he had to get up early and work and how to do uh, – much labor, and he went ahead and turned it into something else that could make him some money. He figured, hey, you know, Baker's up early anyway, uses all the stuff I grow on the farm, so let me do this. He knew corn, he knew wheat, he knew those byproducts that were going into that bread, and he was able to get up early and go to bed late and make that bread and begin to become that Baker's helper. When that didn't pan out and that didn't work for him, he looked at something else because he lived close to a big city. You know what? Becoming a a reporter, being up early, staying up late, doing hard work on your feet is what a reporter does. He used all of his skills to move into the next thing. That is somebody I venerate because he shows me how pushing forward and moving from one thing to another is not bad all the time. It just means you are working to the next best thing of your ability to provide for your family. I mean, the man had seven sons and three daughters and lived with his wife and owned a home and did all the stuff he had to do. I, you know, he spurned my whole family, and it's just incredible to me to, to just go back and read about him and the things that he did. And I share that with my kids, and they learn how it is to overcome adversity through family. So we venerate him quite a bit. You know, put pictures on your altar of your ancestors and do what you can. I mean, really show family. 
The next piece is kindred invites. Now, this might sound a little strange, but we need to start opening our kindred to non-heathen people. And when I say that, I mean our friends already think that we are per se strange. I, I don't want to keep using that word, but out of the norm. We're, we're not normal Christians to them. We're not normal people because we do stuff a little bit differently. So I'm going to say this and not sound mean. I want you to invite them along. Let them see what we do. Let them see there's no hoopla to it, period. Let them see that it is just us together having a good time. And I'll be honest with you, I look at our bloats the same way I look at a Catholic communion service. It's almost the exact same thing. Incense, candles, um, alcoholic beverage, a cup. We use a horn for our cup, which is called a chalice, a plate of offering. We give it back to God in the end. In the Catholic thing, we give it back to the gods in the end here. It's the exact same thing. The whole thing's about sacrifice. The whole thing's about honoring that sacrifice. And the whole thing is about understanding and taking that sacrifice unto you and sharing it with the deity that you choose or the deities that you choose. So I don't see a difference. I have seen people that are not of the heathen faith come to our bloats and go, wow, that, that's it. That was really cool. Wow, that let let's do that again. And they enjoyed it and they came back again and they come back again. So, I mean, even our Dryton <laughs> in our kindred is a guy who at first was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm agnostic. I don't like religion. Please come forward to be our Dryton. And that is incredible to me. That shows that we are doing the right stuff. So when I say kindred invites, go ahead and invite people. And I mean, I wish everybody in our kindred could bring somebody new each time. We'd have about 60 people at our ceremonies. It would be great. It would be what we're looking for. It would be a way to grow and to become bigger. So family and kindred invites is a great way to go. That's something we have to look at. And this builds us our foundation of being modern heathens today. That foundation is so important. Without that foundation, we can't grow. So the next two things I'm going to go over are optional, but I mean, they're, they're important. They're optional. So I'd like to go over them real soon and hopefully you enjoy them and I'll see you in a few seconds. Thanks guys. And I'll be right back. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and... Um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DD poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, 
Balder, Braggy, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So, anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I'm back. Thanks for listening to those um, people that help me on my channel here. They help support me, so I appreciate you listening to them. Okay, let's delve into the last two pieces. Again, these are uh, these are voluntary pieces. These are pieces you don't have to have, but I believe as modern heathens, they're really important to have <clears throat> in the sense that it will have us look at it a little bit differently. So the first one is a building. If we have a normal place to meet, it shows consistency. Um, my kindred, you know, I'm guilty of this. My kindred, we meet at everybody's homes or at different places here and there all the time. And sometimes that's pretty cool. I mean, we, we are a nature-based religion. We should be outdoors. We should be doing the things that we do outdoors. But it's nice, especially like in the summer or in the winter, to have a hall to meet in so you're not beat on by the sun or beat on by the cold and we can do pieces outside you know what i mean um that to me is really cool so also to other people it shows consistency they're more apt to come if they know they're not going to have to freeze or be so hot and it'll show that you've taken the time to really consider everybody coming in it's going to be a lot easier to get you know invites in if you have a place to do your your stuff at and a place for them to enjoy. We're getting ready to have our midsummer um, bloat here and we're going to have a regular bloat outside. And then we're going to go into a hall and have the meal that goes with that. Um, it'll be really cool. I mean, it'll be nice. We'll be in air conditioning. We'll have tables, we'll have small kitchen bathrooms to use. Kids can run around. It'll be you know under shelter. If it's raining, there'll be parking. Everything's available. It just sounds really nice for people to go ahead and attend. I think they can be a little more relaxed, a little more personable, and really have a good time and want to stay a little bit longer and talk a little bit more. So that builds that community, that builds that family, and that builds that kindred up. So definitely a building. Now the last one I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about is really important, and most people may shy away from it at first, but just hear what I have to say. I'm going to say become politically active. And what I mean by politically active is, I mean, we need to start showing up for our politics. I'm not talking become like Democrat and Republican and start yelling at each other about who's right in presidencies or who's wrong in this and who's right in this. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about starting locally, start attending your city council meetings. And if things are going on, like if they're, Naming a place a nuisance because, say, an older person can't mow the lawn. You know, 
there's nothing against you standing up and saying, hey, you know, my, my kindred would be happy to mow that lawn for that older gentleman if he's not able to do it or that older woman if she's not able to do it. So we'll take on that responsibility so you don't have to do that. We'll keep them from getting a fine. And it begins to show the care for community. I talked before about go ahead and, you know, go on the highway. And I know a lot of times they have those highway things where you can clean the highway once a month and they put a little sign up this highway taken care of by blank kindred or blank folk. That is really cool. They get your name out there as well. It shows who you are. People will be like, Oh, I wonder who they are, but becoming more politically active, become active in who is running for, you know, your local government and say, you know, you know, what about us? What about the heathen community? You know, how are you going to affect us and how are you going to do this and how are you going to do that? And ask those questions that are really hard for him or her to answer in the sense that it takes some thought to answer them. I mean, everybody knows if they say, oh, what are you going to do for the Christian community? Well, I'm going to, you know, go out to church. and I'm going to do this. and I'm going to, you know, bring more wholesome entertainment to town. And I'm going to, you know, have more revivals, loud tent meetings, things of that nature. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, great, but what are they going to do for the heathen community? What are they going to do for the Jewish community? What are they going to do for the Muslim community? What are they going to do for the Hindi community? What are they going to do for the Sikh community? I mean, these are all questions that need to be asked. You know, again, we live in a majority Christian society that that smiles on that and frowns on if you're not, but we need to go ahead and start becoming part of that, part of that process. And in doing so, we get out there and we begin to show that we're not just a silent minority, that we are willing to speak up and do the things that need to be done. Um, again, it's optional, but it's so important for that foundation, that foundation of modern heathenry. We need to begin looking at modern heathenry and what it is. Now, heathenry here in the U.S. is different than heathenry in Australia. It's different than heathenry in Finland. It's different than heathenry in Iceland. But we need to understand what our heathenry is here and how to meld that into our society to become part of that society. Once we do that, we're going to become accepted. We're going to become part of the norm. And modern heathenry is going to flourish. Without doing these things, we will not flourish. Um, we have these groups that are hate groups that yell things, that have our symbols, that do things that are not right. Those are the people we want to shy away from. Those are the people we want to get away from and teach other people that that is not us. We don't do that. And that's not what we do or how we do things or what we believe in. And the only way to do that is through the community, the education, the family, the kindred invites, and the, politi the political activism. I'm not saying become so active that we become like Antifa, but I'm saying just become active in general, just little activity, like just show out, you know, have your kindred show to city council meetings, you know, and have them show to city different things here and there, especially the members from that city. It's really important that we begin making a show of who we are and that we're here not for bad, that we're here for good. In all that modern heathenry will flourish. Guys, that's it for right now. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. I do, again, apologize that it was erased. It's basically the same stuff that was in the last one, um, a little differently because I just talk in all honesty. So 
I do want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank the supporters. I want to thank Midgard Musings. I want to thank Odin's Beard Woodworking. And I want to thank the IAF um, for willing, being willing to advertise on my show. If you guys get a chance, go ahead and go visit those places. Check them out. Um, they are definitely good heathen resources. Um, again, you make your own decision. We're all different. so But still, they're good resources uh, coming from me. I want to go ahead and I want to tell you guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to say skull, grab some mead. If you don't drink mead, grab some cider, fill a horn, and hail to you for listening, guys. Thanks a lot and have a great day.